We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Play, play for the lead. Yeah! Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com postgame show. This is Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Nice win for the Lakers. Blowout win for the Lakers at that. They absolutely dominate, dominate the Utah Jazz. Was great to see. Not a close game at all. It was a stress-free win. The Lakers won. By Magic Johnson, 32-point victory for the Lakers. That means they go undefeated in their in-season tournament group stage. And that means they are advancing officially on to the quarterfinals. So you may not care that much about the tournament, but maybe you care a little bit more now that the Lakers have won their group and they advance to the next round. So exciting stuff here for the Lakers. 4-0 and in tournament play. Taking down the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the Jazz. Now they'll advance and they just wait to see who they're going to be playing. They will be at home against someone uh, in a what few weeks. They'll be at home against another team in the quarterfinals. If they win that, they'll advance to the semifinals and then perhaps the finals in Las Vegas. Joining me on today's show, we'll do a little throwback. It's Sean Davis. Sean, how are you doing? What is going on, chat? How we doing? Always feels good when the Lakers get a crazy blowout win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just a a stress-free, easy cruise of a win. And it's always nice to get those. Look, the fun games, the heart stoppers, those are fun too, right? Especially if you as long as you win. We just saw that against the Rockets. It was so stressful. Coming off of that win against the Rockets. It was nice to have the kind of relaxing, kick back in your hammock type of game and get the win. Gotta gotta love that. Gotta enjoy it when we can. In fact, so this game was so, it was such a stress-free, easy win that we figured Sean probably doesn't have a ton of things to break down on the X's and O's side. So we decided for tonight, we would combine Lakers Nation Live and the Lakers Nation post post-game show and go old school. We'll do an extra long show and get into some of the same stuff, but we just combined the two shows for tonight. So thought we'd have a little bit of fun with that. So Sean, the Lakers get this win. Uh, I, I think there's still some questions coming out of this. And number one, the big question is Cam Reddish, his health, the, the biggest negative to come out of this game. 
Uh, Reddish only played five minutes. Sore groin. I, I'm going to keep an eye on things in the post game. see what Darvin Ham has to say about him because obviously he's really important for the Lakers. And if they don't have either Cam or Jared Vanderbilt tomorrow, the Lakers play back-to-back against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka, that could be a big problem. And based on the fact that it's a, it's a groin injury, which can be kind of tricky, I would, again, we'll see what Darvin has to say, but my initial thought is I'd be surprised if Cam plays. Yeah, I don't think Cam Rush plays tomorrow. I think your best bet is that you get Cam fully healthy, enjoy some Thanksgiving dinner, and then get back for, for Saturday's game against the Cavs. I think that's probably your best bet right now. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, by the way, the Lakers' overall point differential in group play plus 76. <laughs> that's how many points they won by in total over the four games. Absolutely incredible stuff. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think they're not going to risk anything with Cam here, but Man, just when we're we're just getting ready for Jared Vanderbilt to come back, he hasn't taken contact in practice yet, so that's the next step and probably one of the final steps before he returns. And now yeah. here Cam Reddish goes down with an injury. So hopefully this is not a long-term injury for Cam and he gets back in action sooner rather than later. All right, guys, for anybody who's new, the way this works, we are going to be answering some questions from the chat. We'll be breaking down the game. We'll take a look at the box score as well. Uh, the way you make sure that your question gets addressed or comment is through a super chat. If you get a super chat, we will make sure we get to the question. Even if it's not on today's show, we will definitely get to it. So that's how we handled this show. But again, we'll be taking questions and comments. We'll have our awards to give out as well. But let's start things off just by going to the box score. Now, Sean, one of the other things that I was surprised about in this game was that we didn't see any Jalen Hood Shafino, who was who was yeah. bumped up. He was questionable before the game. Right, uh, It was about 30-ish minutes before the game started. The Lakers announced LeBron is available, AD is available, and Jalen Hood Shafino is available. Blowout win. They won by more than 30. You'd think this would be the perfect opportunity to put him in. And yet we didn't see him. I think the only explanation, I'm curious to see what Darvin Ham has to say after the game, but the only explanation for right now has got to be that he's not actually ready to play. He's more of a break glass in case of emergency player when they say he's available. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to be keeping up with the postgame stuff on my left Perfect. and seeing if we do get anything out of out of postgame. So, and that also goes to the podcast stuff too because I did see a few comments talking about me looking at my left think i'm distracted no i'm looking at my left like researching stats or in this case i like, keep up with post game stuff but yeah sean, I thought it sean be- tricked out his setup he's got a second screen now now in yeah. there that that he's working on he's got a stat screen so he's uh he's locked in yeah um so i was actually kind of excited with seeing jalen field and i so it is kind of unfortunate that we, we weren't able to get that so i mean like you said it, it has to be a it was a break glass a case of emergency situation he was never really gonna play um even if you know even though if he he may be healthy um he, he was never really gonna play unless okay cool Delo fouls out austin goes down okay crap we have to play a guard you know it's something crazy like that and even then, they'll probably just go to Max Christie at point guard at that point before they go to right. JHS. Well, and speaking of which, so so Max Christie, which is not what I expected to start in, in in this box score, but but Max Christie got some minutes due to Cam Reddish's injury. Played twenty four minutes, three for eight, one for five from three. That's not ideal, but 
five boards, four assists, had a really nice assist. Uh, I believe that was to AD, that, that little wraparound pass that he had. Yeah. A steal and a block, uh, seven points in, again, 24 minutes. You'd like to see the threes fall with a little bit greater, but realistically, I mean, one of those threes falls and he's two for five and that's 40% and you're happy with that. But, um, but Max got an opportunity and I think he's going to get more of an opportunity tomorrow because again, I don't, my guess is we're not going to see Cam in, in tomorrow's game. Who's the fifth starter tomorrow? Are we assuming it's Rui? Yeah, I'd have to imagine it, Rui would slide into the starting five there. Um, so let, let's run through the the main players here real quick. LeBron, 17, six, uh, 17, seven and nine. Only played 24 minutes. Sean, that is music to my ears. That is exactly, especially on the first night of a back-to-back, you couldn't ask for anything better. LeBron only had to play 24 minutes. That is fantastic. Anthony Davis played 29 minutes. He, I mean, still a monster. 26 points, 16 boards, four assists, two steals. Uh, Sean, who who had the better night? LeBron or AD? Um... To, to make it official for uh, for this. Superstar of the night. Our and first award. Unless you have an argument for somebody else, maybe D'Lo, but Superstar of the Night, who are you going with? When you said for this, I'm like, for this? What's, what, 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 what are we doing here? It's, it's, been, it's been a while, Trev. Um, <laughs> You're rusty. Yeah. I, I think it is go AD. I still think AD... He, he was great. I think one of the things that we we said when we kind of did our scouting report and air quotes on on the Utah Jazz was you got to be animals on the glass. I think the Anthony Davis mm-hmm. took uh, took some initiative and said, you know what, I'm gonna be a, a, a monster on the glass tonight. This was the best offensive rebounding team in the NBA by a lot heading into tonight, and they're still number one, but it's not by as much as it was heading into tonight's game. So. That's super encouraging and something good to see um, for this Lakers team. And AD just makes this team go. When Anthony Davis plays like this, it's going to be really, really hard to beat this team. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Although LeBron James was absolutely spectacular, and the fact that he's able to hit jump shots at this clip is, you know, is is awesome. And mm-hmm. I can kind of backtrack now. The point I had a couple of weeks ago about how you need a guy that can go unconscious and unguardable for three minutes in a play, mm-hmm. in a fourth quarter of a playoff series. Um, I, I didn't think the Lakers had that guy because I didn't, I wasn't sure about LeBron's jumper. LeBron's jumper is all the way back. If you've missed it. Um, hold on. I'm going to let you go and why I find some of his pull up data right quick. Okay. So yeah, LeBron's jumper. He's been fantastic. He's shooting 40% from three before this game. Uh, and then he shot for he shot 60% from three in the game. So he has been hitting that shot, which has been great to see. But I agree with Sean. I agree that Anthony Davis was the guy in this one because the Jazz, one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league, the Lakers, the worst at giving up second chance points. I was a little bit concerned about that dynamic going in. Okay, a lot concerned about that going in. Thought if the Jazz were going to keep it close, that's how they were going to do it. But Anthony Davis was a monster on the boards kept the Jazz from getting much of an offensive rebound advantage. The Jazz ultimately had 13 offensive rebounds. The Lakers had nine of their own. But Utah shot just 38% from the field and 25% from three. So they had a lot more misses 
to go chase after. So that means the offensive rebounding edge with the Lakers team that shot 57. That's right. 57% from the field in this game. They're not nearly as many misses to go chase around. So the offensive rebounding edge really was not there for Utah, which is exactly what the Lakers needed to do. That was Utah's shot to keep this close was to be dominant on that offensive glass. And that has been a problem for the Lakers in the past. Not in this game. They did exactly what they needed to do. They shut down Utah's second chance scoring opportunities, at least enough to where it wasn't, they weren't going to be a threat. No Walker Kessler in there either. And Anthony Davis took full advantage. That was fantastic to see. Um, Sean, the next thing we need to get to, though, Tori and Prince. Oh, boy. <laughs> One for eight shooting, 0 for four from three. Yeah. One assist, played 30 minutes. They the Lakers even had him go take a technical free throw at one point and he missed that. Now he finished two for three from the free throw line. So it's not like he missed all of them. But this is not what Torian Prince is as a shooter. Over the, he has a long career of being much, much better than this. This is this is not just a shooting slump. This is a bad shooting slump. I do still believe he's going to come out of it. It's going to happen. I don't believe that he suddenly just can't shoot anymore. But this is not good. The month of November has been brutal for him. I believe he was shooting something like 22% or something from three in the month. And that number is going down because he went 0 for 4 tonight. Yeah, Torrent. And what's such a bummer is these are all such great looks, man. It's yeah. so frustrating with Torian. And you just know he's a good shooter, right? And... He just can't hit anything right now. I'm not going to try to pull off another Seanism. That's what we had the podcast last night for. <laughs> but what I will say is he he just has to do something right now. I don't, I don't know what he he's doing for this team right now that's like actually really helping them. So I think he's a negative defender, or at least he's been a negative defender, right? And like Trevor said, for the month, for the last 10 games, Last 10 games, he's shooting 19% from three. And then you add to that another 0 for 4 sh showcase. I mean, I mean, if Torian's not going to hit shots, we got to have a conversation about just removing a starting spot because that's what he was paid here to do, to come here and do, was to hit perimeter threes and perimeter shots. And he's not doing that. I think one of the reasons why he got 31 minutes tonight was because of the Cam Reddish injury and the yeah. fact that it was a blowout. Try to steal him some other minutes, right? But I thought, I think this is a regular season game. I think it would be, I mean, this is a regular season game, but like a normal game where you're not beating the other team by almost 40 in the fourth quarter. I think it'll be a little bit closer to that Houston game where eh, the Lakers kind of said in the midway through the third quarter, yeah, we're just going to pull you here. You're not really going to play. Uh, much of the rest of this game. He played 24 minutes in the game against the Rockets the other night, which is his season, not season low. It's his second lowest minutes total. The lowest was the second game of the year in a win against Phoenix. Like what? We haven't seen Torian be good from three legitimately since Sacramento a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the numbers here, he, he shot. In October, now it was only four games, but in October, he shot 41% from three. Since then, the month of November, 19% now, including tonight's game, 19% from three in the month of November. Brutal. 
brutal stuff. Again, he's better than this, but he's gone 0 for 4 in his last two games. He had one game where he shot better. Oh, no, wait, two games where he shot better than 25% from three. Yeah, that look, I, I still believe it's going to come back around. It's too small of a sample size, but yikes, it's not been good for Torian Prince uh, and the shot right now. Let's let's get into some of our chat questions here. Uh, Andrew said, good, solid, stress-free win. Got to rest, guys, too. Trade AD people are really quiet now. Would love to see Prince get it going, though. Yeah, it was just a few games ago where Anthony Davis had a rough outing and people were saying trade him and Anthony Davis isn't it. But then you see performances like this, which, to be fair, we expected Anthony Davis to have a big performance against a Utah Jazz team that doesn't have Walker Kessler, so they have nobody inside to really deal with him. But still, good to see Anthony Davis take advantage of the opportunity, dominate, hit the boards, do everything that you needed him to do. He didn't record any blocks, which is, I guess, not that strange when Utah shoots tons of threes. But still, AD, nice performance from him tonight. AD had a really, really good performance tonight. I still thought he impacted some of the shots that he got the rim. And, I mean, like we already talked about, AD was great on the boards tonight, man. Lakers don't win this game without just his want to out of the gate to be impactful on the offense, on the defensive glass. All right, Nathan, and this is, this is interesting. He said, the league better pray the Lakers don't win the tournament because then everyone's going to say it's meaningless. He then adds in a, a hypothetical trade, and we'll talk about that. But you know that's coming. You know that's coming, right? If the Lakers look, if the Lakers win the tournament, the people saying that the tournament means nothing, and the tournament is stupid, and the tournament's ridiculous, and all this stuff, they're going to be coming out of the woodwork, right? Just like with the bubble, right? Going into the bubble, everybody was, oh, thank God we have basketball back. We don't. We don't care. Everybody's on an even playing field. Whoever yeah. wins, it's still a legitimate championship. We're so happy to have sports back. Like, that was the conversation. And yeah. then the Lakers win it, and it becomes, oh, no, Mickey Mouse ring, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. If the Lakers win it, you're going to have people trying to do anything they can to discredit it. They're going to say, oh, like, you know, they played an injured Suns team, injured Grizzlies team, injured Jazz team. Yeah, that's all true. But you got to play the teams that are in front of you. Um, I don't think I think the tournament has been exciting enough to where I don't think it's going to go away. I think we're going to see it again next year. But oh, that Pacers at, and Hawks game is enough justification for the NBA to say, sure. "Yep, we're running this back." That was that was insane. And so, look, you 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 look at what the Lakers are are doing here. If they win it, that's going to. I don't think the league would have a problem with them winning it. There's going to be a lot of attention on it, but there will be the Lakers haters that scoff at a Lakers tournament win. It's, I mean, I guess what I'm really curious about, if you're the Lakers, if you win, do you hang a banner for winning the tournament? No. If you were the team across the hall, then sure. You know, because you, you, need, you need anything to kind of just grasp on for and to, you know, pray to be good at something, right? And... Sure, but, right. But the NBA probably wants you to, though, because they want to make this a big yeah. deal, right? Okay, the, the Lakers wouldn't like, in, no. yeah, the NBA, like, like you're making the point of, they probably would. <laughs> Jello said, donate it to the Clippers, like, here, here, man. We, 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 we have so you guys many. need one of these. 
If the Clippers win, they're throwing a parade. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Lakers, like the Lakers would probably, if if the NBA didn't care as much as they did about the, the tournament, they, they could use the tournament trophy as a doorstopper. They've got plenty of trophies that they've got around, but I could just see, you know, I think the NBA wants to make it a big deal. So I think they're going to do something with with it if they win they have a long way to go to get there they have to win in the quarterfinal got to win in the semifinal got to win in the final and let's face it the teams that get through are going to be stiffer competition they're going to be better teams so you got to beat three pretty good teams in order to get through we don't know for sure who the lakers are going to play in the quarterfinals just yet but no guarantee that they're going to get to the finals and win it i will say this though this is something that i saw floating around on social media today the the idea was brought up that history matters to LeBron. And so him being able to say, I was the first ever tournament champion. If there's a sense that this is going to stick and 20 years from now, the tournament is going to be like a big thing. Yeah. LeBron, just in case that happens, LeBron wants the feather in his cap of saying, yeah, I I was, I won the first one ever. And that kind of sounds plausible to me, Sean. First ever in season tournament finals, MVP. Yeah, that's nasty work, man. That is nasty. But if you're, I mean, you might as if you're gonna play in it, you might as well win the game, right? No, for sure. Yeah, I'm talking unless 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 you hear unless you're the Clippers and you hear a rumor that people aren't going to respect that that trophy as much. Then what you do is you go ahead and you blow a three-one series lead because that makes sense, right? Yeah, let's intentionally lose the rest of the series. because we just don't care anymore. Yeah, that's a waste of time. You sound real goofy for saying that. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, oh, this trade. Vincent and Hayes for Caruso and Drummond. Yeah, I mean, it would you'd have to attach draft capital to do that, but yes, I would do that in a second, right? In a heartbeat. Yeah. All right, Mamba Mentality. Said good win and bad loss. Won the game, lost Cam, Mavs tomorrow. I think he's saying, and you lost to Mavs tomorrow. Oh, and lose to Mavs tomorrow. Sean, looking at the schedule, I thought this was back-to-back. Second night of back-to-back is Mavs. I already thought that was going to be kind of a scheduled loss because we've seen the Lakers get up for tournament games already. And then to play the Mavs, second night of back-to-back, we already saw the Lakers. Even, I forget who it was they blew out last time they had a back-to-back. They blew out the Memphis. their opponent. Oh, it was Memphis on the first leg of the back-to-back and then looked lethargic on the second leg of it, even though it was a blowout. I looked at this game against the Mavs as almost kind of a scheduled loss. I don't. I hope they win it. I hope that's not the way it goes. But now without Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt, the news on him, by the way, the update, according to Darvin Ham, was that Vando is not taking contact in practice yet. So that means he's not ready to return. He's not actually getting contact in, in practice just yet. Maybe it's a little later in the week that we see him, but I'd have to imagine he's not going to be around for the game against the Mavs either. So no Vando, no Cam. Those would be your two primary defenders on Luka. I'm I'm a little apprehensive of what tomorrow's game could wind up looking like. What's your starting five tomorrow? I think it's D'Lo, Torian, and you just hope the shot finally comes around. Rui, Rui, LeBron, AD. I think I agree. Yeah. I think he, I think that's what you have to do. 
Yeah. That's that's what you gotta do. All right. Tyler said, see, told you don't worry about Reeves. He looked great. So Austin Reeves finishes the night seven for 13, one of four from three, five boards, five assists, three steals, 19 points. I thought Austin was pretty good in, in this one. Uh, got to the rim a few times. Now, the Jazz, there was a point where you could tell the Jazz just went, all right, can you guys run the clock? And where they weren't playing to the, the best of their ability. But I didn't mind what we saw at Austin in this game. I thought that it was a nice uh, nice game out of him and hopefully a sign of things to come. He did have a couple of sloppy passes. Teams do pressure him still up high. That's still something to work on, but I can't complain about a blowout win performance in which he drops 19 points on fantastic efficiency. Yeah, I, w- I was pretty pleased with Austin's performance tonight. I think we were still uh, working out some of the kinks with Austin as a playmaker and like as a decision maker out of ball screens, but you know, I'm feeling pretty all right with with Austin Reeves and the way he's performed recently. Yeah, he's been he's been solid again, kind of adjusting to that that guard role, uh, that lead guard role, that initiator role. So we'll see uh, how he looks tomorrow against the Mavs. By the way, this comment says, "Don't care about this win." I care about the win. It's, it's nice to get a blowout win, even if it was against a Utah team that's missing Walker Kessler. I'll take that win. He said, "True test is Dallas with Luca and Kyrie." No excuses. Guys need to be ready and need and need to go for Rui. Can't have a nine-game stinker. Oh, Torian Prince needs to go for Rui. So Torian Prince needs to get going is what he's saying. Yeah, you need Torian Prince to get going in that game. Again, I, I think the Lakers are going to... This is... I hope I'm wrong, but I think the Lakers are not going to be as focused tomorrow... I think that their shooting percentage, 57% from the field, regression is probably going to hit them a little bit in tomorrow's game. And Luka has been shooting ridiculously well. So I hope they win it. But I'll be honest, I I don't have a great feeling about it. I don't have a great feeling. And I wish I didn't feel that way, but I don't have a great feeling about it. You know, first, appreciate the Super Chat and appreciate all the Super Chats that we've gone so far tonight. Yeah. Um, Secondly, I think... In the modern NBA, in where Adam Silver in the NBA wants parity, right, and wants the talent to be played, you know, leveled out. I, I just don't think you could take winning for granted like that, right? And like for take the Super Chat, for instance, right? The Lakers win, right? Great. Imagine if they had lost somehow tonight, right? Like just the oh, that'd be rough. That'd be rough, right? So. You can't take winning for granted, right? I, if I, I think you celebrate it for that night, you wake up the next day. Okay, cool. We suck at this, 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 and this, and that's why we're gonna get beat by this team, right? Or that's why we don't improve at this, 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 right? We gotta get ready for 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 Dallas or whoever the next team is. But I thought there were a lot of good takeaways, a lot of things to be, a lot of things to be happy with. Like again, the play calling from Jet and Darvin has been awesome recently like give mm-hmm. them a ton of credit that's something to be happy with the defensive glass is something to be happy with the game plan or like the schemes and stuff like that that we talked about on the Lakers station podcast that released this morning every single thing that we said do the lakers kind of did it right and yeah. kudos right so i don't know kudos I, to I, them I, for listening to the lakers nation podcast and following our game plan yeah i mean it's not that hard <laughs> truly 
Um, I'm going to see when we get to the more the Dallas Force, I'm going to see if there's anything in particular I can find. But um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I just think you have, I have a, a big appreciation for, for winning in this NBA when there are literally like three garbage teams. I think Detroit's a really bad team. Mm-hmm. I think San Antonio is a bad team. And I think uh, Portland's a bad team, right? What about Memphis? Oh, yeah, Memphis. So four. So four out of 30 teams in the NBA, I think, are just garbage, right? And the other, so that means 26 out of the 30 teams are competent. It can actually beat you if you don't show up. And San Antonio might even be in that conversation still. I know the record stinks, but they're probably still in that conversation. So, you know, I, I, I think we just appreciate the win for the night, and then we can be a little bit more negative about this team tomorrow personally we we can't take any win for granted you just can't you just can't all right let's let's get to this because i think what's great is there's a lot of options here and i'm talking about the star in your role award chat i want to hear from you who do you think filled their role the best tonight doesn't mean they were the best player but did what the lakers needed them to do let us know in the comment section here we go Star in your role. Star in your role. Let's talk about that. I think there's some interesting candidates here. D'Angelo Russell bounces back from a rough shooting performance last game. Seven for nine, shooting 304 from deep, 20 points. You had Austin Reeves, seven for 13, five and five, 19 points. How about Christian Wood? Six for seven shooting, one for two from three, three of three at the line, eight boards, one block. 13 points, or I'm sorry, 16 points for him. Uh, anybody else that you think should be in the, like, Rui was four for 13, so I have a hard time going with him. What do you think? It's, uh, me? Um, I, I do want to do this. I'm going to shout out Christian Wood. I thought he was really, really good tonight. But I'm going to take this opportunity and gas up D'Angelo Russell, man. D'Angelo Russell, I think has been really, really good this year and to the point where I'm not trading D'Angelo Russell in a deal for Zach Levine, for example, or a deal where I'm not getting a primary playmaker back because D'Angelo Russell has been your most consistent playmaker this season. Not saying he's your best playmaker because Braun is still your best playmaker, but D'Lo has been your most consistent in terms of, for the most part, game in and game out. D'Lo is going to make the right read. He has tremendous chemistry with Anthony Davis on ball screens, right? So, and then also you combine with that the fact that he is one of three guys that could hit a, a three right now. It's him, Austin, and LeBron James, right? Those are the only three guys that are able to shoot worth anything right now. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think Austin's been great all year. Uh, I'm sorry, I think D'Lo's been great for the most part. Yeah, he's he's had a couple of bad games, but. He's been really, really good, and I think tonight was another example of that. This Super is what efficient. he is, though. He He's hot and cold. He shoots a lot of threes, and so, so you're going to have some natural variance there. But, yeah, D'Angelo Russell overall has been really good for the Lakers this season. Um, again, he had eight assists tonight, 20 points. I think he would be a fantastic No fit. turnovers. Yeah, no, I mean, no turnovers. That's fantastic, too. Star in your role. So let me ask you this, though, because you brought up the Zach Levine thing, and I do need to get into – well, so your star in your role is, is D'Angelo Russell – I think that's a great pick. Austin, we gave some love to already. Christian Wood. Um, let's put a pin on the Christian Wood thing for just a second because we need to talk about him. The chat is reminding me that tomorrow 
against Dallas is a revenge game for Christian Wood. How motivated yeah. is he going to be for that one? So let's let's get to he, that next. He had but, a quote about that when we get to it, but sorry. Okay, great. I'm glad that you, you've got that quote ready. Um, we'll get to that for sure. So if, if you were the Lakers then, you're saying you would not trade D'Angelo Russell to get Zach Levine. So if in order to make the money work to get Zach Levine, it has to be, you have to essentially have two, unless you were to stack crazy amounts of contracts up, two of Rui, Austin, D'Lo have got to be in the deal. And then you're adding to that. So if your starter package is, say, D'Lo and Rui, is that is that a non-starter for you then? Yeah. Like, I think you had the, uh, you, you made a trade proposal on Twitter today that got a, a bunch of responses to it. I yeah. think I responded to it and said, nah. No. And and I went with, this is the most I could see him going for. And it, it was, was Rui, D'Lo, uh, Max, and, no, a, and a oh, oh, it was JHS. Rui, D'Lo, you needed to add a little bit more salary to it. So it was JHS and then a first and a pick swap. And people were not happy with that. I'm not happy with that either. I wouldn't do that. But I thought, okay, that's you know kind of worst case scenario. If the Lakers really said we need to get this guy, what could that look like? But you're saying even if it went down, forget the picks, forget JHS. If it was Rui and D'Lo as the base, just that alone, you're saying no. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. I think I'm saying no. And I I, I, I want to clear some things up with Zach Levine. Can Zach Levine in, in theory help the Lakers? Yes, right? He can definitely help the Lakers. He has a skill set that would fit this Lakers team in terms of his on-ball ability as a scorer, his off-ball ability as a spot-up, you know, catch-and-shoot guy on off-ball screens or just as a spot-up dude in general. Yeah. He, he has that, right? But I just personally think there are way more question marks of things to be a little nitpicky about or concerned about than there are overwhelming positives, right? I just think, and that's how I feel about Zach Levine. I, I haven't said no Zach Levine because of a knock against him. I just think there are too many negatives. And if you make a trade for Zach Levine, then it's, okay, cool. 
trading D'Lo, assuming it's like D'Lo and Ruby, which was your deal, Trevor. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Are we? I know a lot of people want Braun to be more point Braun, right? But let, let's keep it realistic here. One of the main reasons why LeBron's been so great this year is because he's able to play both on and off the ball to where when he has the ball in his hands, yeah, he, he has still the ability to be an elite playmaker, right? And the jumper's back. And now, like, LeBron's still, he's still, like, creeping up to 40, guys. So a 65-game sample size of LeBron just having the ball in his hands with a crazy high usage rate or whatever isn't going to pan out for playoff basketball, right, where you need LeBron to be – have fresh legs he's not gonna have that if you put him in this role that we're kind of talking about here because that's what he would have to be in because that could be isn't a good playmaker which is why i put the emphasis on unless i'm getting a playmaker back i am not trading d'lo i would trade austin all like all things serious i would trade austin for d for demar or for zach more or like first before i trade d'lo in terms of what this current team needs and, and the rumor is the Lakers won't put Austin in a, in a trade package. So that's why it's, it's tough to see them making this deal. Now, you can always make a three-team trade. There's other things that can happen. But I think that's the challenge with a Zach Levine trade, ultimately, is you have to stack up so many players that you don't don't really want to move in order to make something work, just to, to make the money work. And then you're talking about adding draft capital on top of that. Uh, it's I'd be very, very careful if I was the Lakers in that. Let's Let's talk about Christian Wood, though. This this whole Dallas thing, um, he was not happy with the way Dallas treated him over the summer. Uh, and now he's going to play the Mavericks for the first time as a Laker. Had a nice game tonight. What's that quote that you've got from, from Christian Wood? Uh, it's not the too serious. It's, uh, it's just Christian Wood playing the Mavs tomorrow night. He says, knowing it's my formal team, former team, I definitely want to go at this guy. So nothing small, uh, nothing big. Just him acknowledging the fact that, hey, look, yep, I know they're on the schedule. I, I, I want, I guess, them to prove. Would have been nice for him to do that the first time we played the Rockets, but you know, like beggars can't be choosers. You know, like the Rockets are also your former team, and I'm recalling the game where Christian Wood took one shot in like 25 minutes against the Rockets, right? Mm -hmm. But it'd be nice for Christian Wood to have a throwback game and go nuts tomorrow. It certainly would, especially if if Cam is out, that could op open up some opportunities for Christian Wood on the wing a little bit, not as a true wing, but just by you know by by having more players slide up a bit, we could see more LeBron at the three, which opens up more minutes for Christian Wood. So he could wind up uh, being out there on the floor a lot. And again, I think he will be very motivated for this game. I I do that. That is the one, Sean. The one thing that I think could ultimately propel the Lakers in a game where I could see an energy letdown where I could see because it's a non-tournament game. Now I could see the back-to-back -back getting to them. The one thing that could propel them forward here is a let's win it for Christian Wood mentality. This team slighted him. He doesn't like them. He's our guy. Let's win it for him. If that is kind of the rallying cry of the Lakers, that could cause them to raise their play. And then maybe they could surprise us tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that, that's the case because yeah like you said earlier i just don't have a lot of confidence in this team to go get the win second night of a back-to-back -back, i just don't have a ton of confidence in their ability to get the get it done tomorrow as of right now but like you said sometimes like you said we see teams like rally around one guy in these return home type situations 
especially if Christian Wood, I don't know if he is emotional or not, but especially if you can really, really tell how much this game means to, to him, then yeah, I mean, that, that that's definitely a possibility. All right, Koa said AD is probably the only player in NBA in the NBA expected to be the best defender while scoring like a top scorer every single game. Fans treat him so unfairly. That is facts. That That's true. But, I mean, there's like Giannis is expected to be a top defender and score every single game like that. Mm. But there are there are guys like, okay, is Luka expected to play a lot of defense? No. No, but that's is, because is, we all know Luka's a bad defender. Sure. But... But does but do we just say well Luke is a bad defender and we people say well he's a bad defender they write it off right right because he's so good offensively is but defense doesn't get as much respect like Anthony Davis's defense is on another level but people aren't willing to just dismiss that oh well he just had an off night offensively Luca could have a terrible night defensively and if he goes for fifty nobody's going to talk about it right if Anthony Davis is a monster defensively and he puts up nine points. It's a big deal that everybody is talking about. Yeah, that is a fair point, but that's what hot take culture does to you. That's true. <laughs> that's uh, that is true. But all that being said, the Lakers also can't have Anthony Davis scoring like nine points or like they need more out of him. So right. that's that's part of the equation too. Is what is it you need if this team's going to win? Well, you can't have him having a poor offensive game, but. But Koa does bring up a good point that he is ex- a lot is expected of him, right? Trey Young is expected to hit threes and pass and not be a good defender. Luka is not expected to be a good defender. Um, some guys, Paul George, is expected to play good defense and offense. Same thing with Kawhi. There's some stars in the NBA that are expected to be two-way players. Others, it's they're so good in one area that and that area has to be offense that kind of overshadows what they do on the other end, but because Anthony Davis, his superpower is on defense, it's it's almost to his detriment because it's just not going to get as much respect uh, or much attention as a stellar offensive game would. Yeah. Why it's also, I mean, it's no coincidence why him and Bam are probably the most underrated or two of the more underrated players in the NBA. Sean, if it did there, I was looking. Did anything come out about Cam Reddish? Any comments from Darwin yet? I have not seen any. Let me refresh one more time. Okay. You take a peek at that. I'm going to get to this next one here. Mission 86 said, that's what I like to see. Now again, and master lock Danny Ainge. Always master lock Danny Ainge because he exists. It's all purple and gold. I like that. Master Lock Danny Age. I was like thinking, man, what did I know it's Danny Age, but did he do something tonight? What what happened? No, just for being Danny Age. That's a throwback to the Lakers Celtics days. I like it. I like it. But on the other hand, Danny Age also participated in the trade that got the Lakers Jared Vanderbilt, that got them uh D'Angelo Russell, that helped propel them to the Western Conference Finals last year. So thank you, Danny, for that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, no thank you for Malik Beasley, but thank oh. you for everybody else. Beasley, who now can shoot for the Bucs, apparently, when he could only shoot in garbage time for the Lakers. But, um, yeah. Heather said, went to the last games, and Prince made every single uh, three he he shot during warm-ups. Weird how it changes during the game. Oh, Dave McMenamin. Oh, 
Lakers Whoa. forward Cam Reddish, who left tonight's game after five minutes because of a groin injury and did not return, will undergo further evaluation on a Wednesday morning to determine the extent of the injury. Gotcha. Oh, boy. Hold on to your seats, everybody. We're going to be waiting all day tomorrow to find out what the extent of Cam's injury is. Um, the fact that he's going to have further testing, probably going to get an MRI, that they said it was soreness. Maybe the Lakers are just being careful here. We won't know, but I'm now expecting Cam to miss some time. Yeah. That's that's what that sounds. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it comes out tomorrow. No, everything's fine and he's good. But to me, that that says he's probably missing some time. Uh, trying and, to see something, trying to get a head start on dallas all right we'll get to dallas in just a minute but there's the there's the cam update um again as soon as we hear about it tomorrow we'll we'll update everybody but man that's not good that's not good hopefully this is not a long-term issue for cam reddish and he's back sooner rather than later because he he really has proved himself lately he's been a big part of this team the defense has been fantastic um and he was playing some some great basketball Koa, so not having Cam versus Luca and Irving is huge, man. Shaking my head. Yeah, again, if he's getting testing tomorrow morning, I just don't see any way he's playing tomorrow night. No. I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. Jeremy says, people need to relax on the Torian Prince slander. He's going to shoot out of this slump. Six of seven is great, and the play-in tournament is awesome and here to stay. Six of seven. Is that Christian Wood? Was that his yeah. stat line tonight? It's Christian Wood that shot six for seven. Yeah. But how worried are you about Torian Prince at this point? I'm still not. If we're going to scale of one to ten, I'm probably like a six or a seven, right? Like I'm not at, you know, you know, alarms are going off and trade him or like completely bench him. No, I'm not there yet because he is such a good shooter. Like he, or at least he was, right? How to get to this season right he was too good of a shooter and that's why you know the lakers picked him up and that's why the contract we felt like was a bargain because he we, we knew that he had been shooting the ball so well so i'm definitely starting to creep up there and get a little nervous but um yeah i'm not necessarily super incredibly worried about it yet it is definitely frustrating though yeah it certainly is because this is a guy another player who comes in expected to be a good three-point shooter now he's not shooting well but again i i still take it as just a slump again i've referenced this a lot but we watched kcp go through a slump he worked his way out of it i think torian prince ultimately will as well by the way welcome in we have some new youtube channel members ms highlights became a youtube channel member jj ramirez did as well vincent uh also uh Pelias. Welcome became guys. a YouTube channel member. We've got some pretty cool perks, I think, for channel members. It's a great way to help support the channel, keep the lights on, all that sort of stuff. And we offer up some cool goodies, uh, the ability to participate in uh, our weekly members-only live show where we get to bring people on stage. We won't have it live every week, but at the very least, there's an extra show for everybody. Uh, we yep. did do a live one last week, which was a lot of fun. People got to come on stage and, and talk basketball with us and all that. Uh, the All-Star tier gets... Uh, an extra show that breaks down all of the matchups for the week, plus all the extra emojis, everything else that gets that gets added in. Lots of cool stuff in the membership. So again, check it out. Click the join button. 
Use the link in the description on our videos as well. And you can check out the perks that we offer on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel's membership program. All right, let's get to this one. Um, Barker, so happy the Lakers weren't allergic to rebounds tonight. Jazz number one team in the NBA in offensive rebounding. Yeah, I mean, this was this was our game plan going in, right? Was the Lakers need to make sure that um, that they could control the glass. If you do that, you were going to have a great shot to win. Unfortunately, the Jazz didn't shoot well either, and that created a blowout. But I thought the Lakers, they did what they needed to do on the boards, and we haven't always been able to say that. So I was really pleased with what we saw there. Yeah, I mean, like, we could talk about coverages and schemes all we want, but at the end of the day, if you're not able to uh, be active on the defensive glass and gang rebound, then it doesn't matter, right? Because all that's going to happen is, and it still happened a couple of times tonight, just not nearly as much as we're, we're accustomed to seeing through 14 or 15 games now. Um, the fact that, you know, the Lakers, they did rebound a high level defensively tonight where we said uh, hold the Jazz to 10 offensive rebounds. It was 13, right, which still for the most part kind of high. But when you're facing the best team at that, we're, we're pretty good in that. We're, we're, I felt fine with 13 offensive rebounds. And I think when mm -hmm. it wasn't garbage time, it was right around 10. It was like eight in the middle of the third quarter or whatever. So – I don't know, man. This was – I'd have to look at the film. This is definitely one of the better defensive rebounding games for the Lakers. And now, in terms of defensive rebounding, the Lakers rank – they're now 18th in defensive rebounding percentage. Moving up. To tonight, they were 22nd, if I recall correctly. So, so that's great. They're, they're improving there. Um, yeah, look, this is this is not just 13 offensive rebounds, too. It's 13 offensive rebounds for the Jazz in a game in which they shot 38% from the field. So that means there were a lot of misses. There were a lot, there were a lot of opportunities for offensive rebounds. And they got 13. So it's like if they had shot a normal percentage, like let's say they shot, I don't know, 46% from the field or something, we're probably talking like 11 offensive rebounds. Maybe it is 10. Right. You know, not that I want them to make more shots, just those two things go hand in hand. You miss shots, your opportunities for offensive rebounds go up just because that's the way it works. Uh, we do need to get to the master lock in just a moment. Let's do this one first. I ambiguous said, okay, let's go. Superstar of the night, AD. That's how you do it. Star in your role. Uh, said the Lakers in general, minus Prince. He <laughs> says the shot will come eventually. But master lock reddish's groin. And he said, like and subscribe, people. Yes, please do. Please yes, do like please and subscribe. Do. If you haven't subscri subscribed yet, we are getting closer to half a million subscribers. So do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Help us get there. It'll be quite Absolutely. a milestone for us. Uh, certainly would appreciate that. But let's let's do that. Let's get into the Master Lock, Sean. Everybody's favorite segment. Chat, I want to hear from you. What do you think from a night that was overwhelmingly positive with the exception of the Cam Reddish injury? Uh, what do you put in the master lock? Let's get to it. Master lock of the night. So for anybody new, the way this works, the master lock, we take our good buddy, Chris, the masterpiece masters, professional wrestler. And we vent a little bit about whatever it was that was the most annoying thing from this game. And we put it in Chris's finishing hold, the master lock. So 
Sean, what are you master locking from this game as I look through the chats? Um, <laughs> this is just funny. This, multiple the, people saying master lock Dylan Brooks. He did not play in this game. He didn't play. <laughs> still saying master lock Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I mean, I'm game. I'm, I'm game, I love sure. It. I love it. Uh, what are you master locking uh, from this game, Sean? Back to backs. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't want to keep just ranting about Torian Prince. So I'm going to rant about back to backs and energy drinks not working. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, like back the Lakers, it feels like they, I think there wasn't there a stat or whatever at the, when the schedule got released that the Lakers had the most back to backs in the NBA. I want to say they're tied for the second most, something like that. Okay. With like three teams or something. I believe they have 15 back-to-backs this year. Yeah. Which is so a, a ton. Like which is, right, exactly. So that's 30 games or whatever, right? And you, cool, you get a blowout win tonight. But now you go face. It's not like the second night's all like any fun. It's not like you're going from playing the Pistons to going to play the Wizards, right? Which mm-hmm. I guess I've somehow omitted from my list of bad teams earlier, right? But you're going from the Jazz, that's not an awful team that you have to you, you know show up to play basketball against, to the second best offense in the NBA in the Dallas Mavericks, right? So I'm going to master lock. I'm going to master lock back to backs. Very very frustrating. It, it leaves you with less time to prepare for teams, um, because I, I think and I will die on this maybe not die on this so i will stay on my ground at least right on this take that i have about darwin and the coaching staff that be mad at every uh, be mad at a lot be mad at the timeout management the rotations occasionally the play calling stuff like that this coaching staff when you give them time to prepare for a team they do a really good job we saw it last year late in the year we saw it against phoenix uh in a particular game against phoenix mm-hmm. Late in the year last season, we saw it against the Grizzlies, the Warriors. That Denver series is a little bit different. It, it took them way too long to do something that me and Trevor were saying they should have did game one. And then tonight, I thought this was a great game plan, right? Yeah. So give the staff an actual opportunity to game plan for you. They'll do a good job. So I'm master locking, like I said, back-to-back. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I hope that that doesn't come out, come back to bite the Lakers tomorrow. Sean, I, I am going to, you know, I, I'm going to make a, a quick pivot here, call an audible on my uh, my master lock because I am going to master lock myself. Huh? I need to master lock myself. I blew it, Sean. I blew okay. I So here's what happened. And she just messed. I just saw the message pop up on Twitter when I was checking to see. If anything, you know, went down uh, in terms of uh, post game quotes or anything like that. But Heather had a super chat. I had it up on the screen. I read it and I got completely distracted by the Cam Reddish news and we never addressed it. <laughs> so I need to master lock myself for being for, for poor hosting and letting myself get distracted by the Cam Reddish news and completely forgetting to address Heather's super chat question. Sorry, Heather. Self master lock for me. Uh, her comment was that it was weird that Torian Prince is hitting all of his shots in pregame and not hitting them during the game. That's not an uncommon thing. Um, I remember vividly Dwight Howard being money from three 
in warmups. We're talking about Dwight Howard now. <laughs> yes, he was. He part of his warmup routine was taking threes, and he would knock them down. And then during the game, he doesn't really take them. If he does take them, sometimes he could hit one, but it's not a shot he shoots all the time. Um, it's amazing when you watch NBA level players shoot a basketball, how rarely they actually miss. It takes game conditions where you've got defenders flying at you. You've got the pressure of the moment, the whole crowd looking at you. You've got the rhythm of the game and all of that. That drops your percentages. It's like the Lakers were a terrible free throw shooting team for a while. You go look at their numbers in practice. They're fantastic. Another, I can't believe there's a second Dwight Howard story here, but Dwight Howard, the Lakers used to chart free throw shooting. He was almost always above 80% in practice. It couldn't hit him in games. It's just a very different situation. And so that is not that uncommon of a thing. I know it seems like it's weird, but that's actually pretty normal for NBA players to suddenly see their their shooting drop off during the game. Now, drop off this drastically, I think it's really just a slump. I think it's in his head right now. But um, but yeah, players tend to make a lot of shots in warmups. Yeah. I mean, these are NBA players at the end of the day. Yeah, they're 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 really good. They're really good. All right, so <laughs> all right, so self master lock for me on on that one. Gary says, smash that like button. Yes, please. Shout please to Gary. do, please do smash that like button. I do do appreciate that. Do appreciate that. Yep. Master locking me. Oh, here we go. You can use the emojis actually. They don't show up here on, on StreamYard, but yeah. Master locking me. Um, and then Mike mentioned, how did I even remember? Because she she posted on, on uh Twitter or X, and I uh I saw was that. She, I happened to see that. She tag you or something? Yeah. I just happened to catch and a lot of times I don't see things over there, but I just happened to as I was scrolling through looking for uh, post-game quotes. I saw it. Whoops. Uh, Koa. Oh, we did uh, this one. Oh, we did that one. See, look, now, now I'm all thrown off. Now I'm all thrown off. Oh, here's one for you, Sean. Love Seanisms <laughs> or live Seanisms. I'm waiting. LOL. Those, somehow we, we can't force those. And somehow on a night where I'm just like dead tired, we haven't had a super bad Seanism. And I'm so mm-hmm. proud of myself. Yeah, we had it. That was a good one when we were recording last night. It was the the basket is made of water or something. Can't hit, can't hit a shot if the basket was made of water or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but like, or like if the, if the basket was an ocean. But like everybody knew where I was going with that, and it just didn't, it didn't connect. But everybody knew where I was going with that. I, I totally knew what you meant. It just, but it it was another great, another great Sean moment as. As Patrick says, Sean Spaces Davis is the heart and soul of this team. We don't get this win without him. Some kind words there. Very kind words. I appreciate you, Patrick. Kind words. Kind Tear words. Tear it up, man. Tear it up. All right. Let's interrupt this hallmark moment here. So I need to give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is Game Time. You can get last minute tickets at Game Time if you're hunting for the best price and you need to go check out Game Time. You get tickets to your favorite events without the stress. Just like this game tonight was a stress-free win. Game time is a stress-free experience. 
getting your tickets. Uh, one of the great things about game time is they do have the game time guarantee means you're always getting the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. It's also super easy to use. I used game time just a few weeks ago, took my daughter to her first NBA game and, uh, and it was great. And it was super easy because the tickets, they go right to your phone. You don't have to uh, fumble with your email or anything like that while you're trying to get into the building. Very, very easy. Very simple. I really appreciate it how easy it is to use. You can download the GameTime app today, create an account, and use our code LakersNation for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LakersNation for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is not like a part of the ad read, Uh but you you talk about last-minute tickets or whatever, so... UC's basketball team, they have a game today or tomorrow, technically Wednesday against Georgia Tech. And I've thought about going, but with game time, I can wait until the day of the game and still get tickets like seats. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys can see that because it like lets you see and like look around of where you'll be sit, uh, sitting at. I may go now, right? So shout out to game time. Uh, as long as you can, you can get the energy for it. Yep, <laughs> you should definitely go, go check it out. Use the game time app. All right, let's see here. We've got a few more. Oh, Darth Mamba <laughs> said, Sean, it's like the ocean, bro. <laughs> uh, Avon Traders said, six and one the last seven games since Ham moved Reeves to the bench. I saw a graphic that TNT put up tonight. It was like Austin stats since moving to the from, you know, the, the star lineup to the bench. And I really don't think... I, I think the Lakers winning is somewhat related to Austin and D'Lo are like staggering their minutes more and them come out and Austin come out the bench. Especially without Gabe Vincent. Especially without Gabe. I don't think Austin's stats necessarily are that much affected by him coming off the bench versus him starting. So like that I disagree with, which is the graphic that I saw TNT put up. But yeah, I just think the Lakers are running out lineups with Austin Delo and Torian. And if Austin, who at the time was struggling, Torian has been struggling and then it's Delo. But the one thing that they all have in common, whether or not they're struggling shooting or not is none of them are good defenders. So mm-hmm. you're just getting cooked where now uh, we're 15 games in for the Lakers. You are now 13th in defensive rating on the way no that's wrong you are now 10th in the nba in defensive rating you, you're go. somehow mustered up a top 10 defense without the best perimeter defender on this team mind you right and with so many guys being in and out of the rotation with so many guys in and out of the rotation if you want to go even more in depth the last seven games the seven game sample size that devon traders mentions the lakers are third in the nba in defensive rating once again, without your best defender or your best perimeter on ball defender, mm-hmm. rather. So that's super, super awesome. I think that is a big reason why this team is six and one is because this is just a better defensive team when you're not playing three negative defenders next to each other. And this is even a better defensive team when they don't have Dilo and Torian on the floor together. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I think this is awesome. And I, I think they'll keep it going when uh when everybody gets healthy. All the all the talk of that defense though makes me think, God, get well soon, Cam. 
I it really, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. so nervous waiting for that news tomorrow. I hope it's not anything long term here for for Cam Reddish. Again, the fact that they just said it was soreness, that's good, but somewhat optimistic. What 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 is the best case scenario? I don't, I don't think playing tomorrow is an option. What's the best case scenario in your mind? I'm thinking like a week. Best case scenario is he's back for. Is it Philly on Monday? Yeah, best case scenario is he's back for Philly. Okay. On the road trip. I'd be I'd be happy with that. I'd be really Absolute happy with that. Worst case scenario is for some reason it's really, really bad and he doesn't even travel with the team for the road trip. Mm. That is like doomsday scenario. Yeah, that would not be good. Uh Heckler said 32 point win gets us in the positive point differential. Finally, that's right. As of right now, 15 games in, the Lakers are in the sixth seed in the Western Conference. They are nine and six. That's their record. And they have a positive point differential plus 0.5. That's where they're at right now. Their last 10, they are six and four. And the table ahead of them, Minnesota, who's 10 and three, are in first. The Denver Nuggets, the Thunder are in third at 10 and four. The Nuggets and Thunder at 10 and four. The Mavs are nine and five in fourth place. The Kings are eight and five. And the Lakers are nine and six. That's what the top six in the West looks like right now. The Phoenix Suns right behind the Lakers. Then it goes the Pelicans, the surprising Rockets, the Golden State Warriors, the Clippers. Gosh, I hope they stay there on the outside looking in on the playoffs and the play in even. I don't want to spend too much time focusing on like the NBA as a whole in the West. But is there anything that you look at the West so far, the landscape of the Western Conference, and you're like, okay, that really, really surprises me. Uh, the Rockets being in the mix right now, they are just six being 500, six and six. That, that is certainly surprising. I thought the Wolves would be better than people expected. Uh, you were the only one that was higher than me on the Wolves on our staff. I didn't expect they'd be in the one seed, but I did think that yeah. they'd be pretty good. I thought they'd be a solid playoff team. Other than that though, I mean, Phoenix being in seventh, but they've had so many injuries that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I so I think I think the biggest surprise in the West right now, you could say Memphis, but I I had predicted they would be outside of the play-in, so that wasn't a big surprise to me. Unfortunately, they just they they're getting hammered by injuries too. They keep getting more injuries on top of the ones they already had. But uh I think it's Houston is is the biggest surprise for me being in the play-in mix right now in the West. I think the fact that not necessarily in terms of how they've played but the record and where they are at in the West, Dallas being four right now. Okay. I, I had them, I think, as my 10 seed for the full season. Now, great. They've had a, you know, kind of light schedule, right? Um, all, all, all things considered. And again, they are a, a bad defense, legitimately, right? They, they have a really bad defense. Their offense is Luka, Gobi, maybe the best offensive player not named Nikola Jokic right now. And we're going to try to score 140 points a night, right? And if we can't do that, we're screwed. So, um, yeah, I, I really, really want to see Dallas. Dallas, I I can't wait to see tomorrow. And I, I think I got a, a pretty good idea of, of how this team matches up with just about everybody else in the West now. I, I think... Dallas, I'm not that worried about when we're fully healthy. Phoenix, I, I feel really, really good about them now mm-hmm. that, you know, we beat them twice. And I, even though they didn't have book in either of them, 
I mean, I guess Minnesota kind of scares me, but I want to see them healthy first before I, I make a, a real clear, you know, you know, take on on how we match up with Minnesota. Sure. But I feel pretty good right now about the West when we get healthy. Yeah. When we, if they get healthy, man, because again, now that Cam's got this, Vando's just about to come back. Cam gets injured. You know, who knows what's, what that's going to look like. And then you've got Gabe Vincent. When's he back? There's a revolving door of injuries. It's, it's frustrating. So fingers crossed we get good news on Cam. Uh, Darwin tomorrow. says that uh, Max Christie could play a really prominent role in tomorrow's game versus Dallas if Reg is unable to play. He has to. Did, did Darwin happen to say anything about Cam and his injury? Uh, no, I think he just regurgitated the stuff we've heard. Uh, okay. I think Ellen might have a quote, but I think it's, again, just the same stuff. Okay. Uh, this comment says, can we just take a moment and appreciate that we're not two and 10 this year? I thought that was a good way yes. to wrap things up. Yeah, Don is absolutely right. The Lakers are not two and 10 to start the season, which is absolutely fantastic. That's what you want to see out of this Lakers team. Um, yeah, not two and 10. Those were dark times that we were living in. Dark times for sure. All right, everybody, we are going to wrap things up there. Uh, I do appreciate all of you for joining us here tonight. Tomorrow night, we've got Lakers versus Mavs, so I'll do a bonus show uh, tomorrow during the day to address the remaining Super Chat questions. We'll get to all those. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big day. Lakers, Mavs, tough one second night of a back-to-back, but this is a Western Conference opponent that could be competing with the Lakers for playoff seating when we get to March, when we get to April. So a win would certainly be big. But Lakers Nation, again, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you do uh, subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us that five-star rating and review. Great way to help out the show. Till next time, everybody. See ya. And stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.